Live from HMD Studio, it's Stay Busy with the Boy, Armand Sadler. Happy New Year to you all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sather, but we remixing it. We're here for busy sessions. I'm Armand Sather, vegan chorizo poppy, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's really that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I, I am him. Um, and I'm here with one of the other hymns, my guy. You know I don't do the show alone. Co-host, executive producer. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling like I... Brand new 22, mm-hmm. 2022. I'm feeling good, man. Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? Nick Early, executive producing, co-host, and stay busy. The kombucha king that makes your heart sing. The water jug warden. Mm-hmm. The coconut water connoisseur. You know, I like to stay hydrated. <laughs> connoisseur? No, you were a consultant before. A consultant. I'm a consultant. No, a connoisseur better, though. That's hard. It's, and, you know, we got to <laughs> keep our, our titles up, you know. So, um, today, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, just water today. So. Yeah. Not a water jug, but a, a water bottle. I'm gonna come mm. up with a name. I'll say it randomly mm. while we're in the interview. Wow, that's beautiful. It'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, we are here for busy sessions. As you uh, know, we launched with an interview with Reggie Beckton. You all should check that out on YouTube exclusively. Yep. But we had to bring you another incredible artist who is also a member of the village. He's got the silky vocals, the impeccable songwriting, the incredible personality. A good brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. You could tap into enough. Tap into Sink and Sand. Tap into Heaven. Apartment 706. His his feature on uh, Saki's, Saki's project. The man does it all. And we are so very excited to have the good brother, Eric Penn here. Eric, Yo, how you feeling? Really great. I don't have any of the crazy alliterations <laughs> that you <laughs> I just dropped. I'm so impressed, man. Those you are. are crazy. But I'm like, super excited to be here, man. Um, this is going to be an amazing conversation. Yeah. I respect you guys' podcast. I respect the work that you guys yeah. are putting in. So I'm excited to get into it. Yes, sir. Thank Let's you. do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So honestly, let's just jump right into it. Fuck all the, all the, all, all the little pleasantries. Wow. And the, and the, <laughs> shout out to Kieran, though. Love you. Shout out to new listeners, returning listeners, all y'all. Thank Indeed. you for tuning in. But uh, one, I mean, I like to just start my interviews just getting to know how the person is feeling. So just ge- genuinely, like, how are you? Um, that's a good question. Damn, I didn't, I don't, I didn't even think about that. I don't know, man. I think that <clears throat> one thing that I'm attempting to do is stay present. Mm, yes. You know, um, the world is, uh, is gone mad to say the least, but I'm just trying my best to stay present and enjoy like every single moment. You know, sometimes it's hard to like zoom out or zoom in. I mean, we, we do so much of zooming out or like zooming in. Like, what do I got to do two weeks from now? What should yeah. I have done like two weeks ago? But yeah. right now, I'm just trying to say, all right, bro, like take it easy and just enjoy what you're doing at this moment. So, I mean, I don't even know if I would call it being happy. I'm just trying to be very, very intentional on being present. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm here. 
I don't have my phone in my hand. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> exactly. this exactly. podcast right now. No, I'm reading a book called <clears throat> In the Day right now by Mark Batterson. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um, it talks about, you know, he, he starts the book with some crazy stat that, like, you know, people spend, like, 70% of their life thinking about what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future. And one of the things is, like, a tag phrase of the book. He says, don't worry about dead yesterdays and unborn tomorrows. Like exactly. Focus on things. So when the day is all about building habits for focusing on, you can do anything for a day. Literally, you say, I can, can I work out? You could work out for a day. Exactly. But if you want to, you know, he have these goals to lose 30 pounds, you got to start by doing it every single day. Bruh, exactly. So it's just that, that is so on point. Yeah, bro. So, I mean, you know, I, it's like you said, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and with so many responsibilities, just, being a black man in general, like mm-hmm. it's tough, but you know, we all have to try our best to do it. And I think that like coming into 22, like that was my thing, like not right. a new year's resolution, but like every morning, like, okay, take your time, be intentional. Like, yes, you have children. Yeah. Like, yes. You have a wife. Yes. You got these responsibilities, but like take your time and make sure that Eric is okay. Being mm-hmm. present in the mm-hmm. moment. Right, so that's like literally what I've been trying to do, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's super hard, bro. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying my best to be intentional right now, that's like mm-hmm. be present right now. How How do you feel <clears throat> fatherhood and marriage have impacted your your career, if if in any way? Like, how do you feel it's um it's created integrity with my pen, mm. right? Like, mm. I I I can sing, right? Like, I can sing. But I, I always say this: <clears throat> the greatest artists have an ability to tell truth with their pen. Yeah. So I want to make sure that, like, I have two daughters, right? Raising two little black girls in New York City um, was something I never thought I would do. Number one, right. <laughs> and number two, <clears throat> I want to make sure that anytime my children revisit my music, they can say, "Oh, I can see why Dad would write that." Like you're not. I'm not writing nothing about the glizzies, bro. Never. <laughs> you never, you never gonna hear me write nothing about the glizzies. Not, I'm not a glizzy nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Oh my so god, I'm yeah. not gonna do that. Like it's just very I, again intentional. Yeah. Right. Like this is my life. How can I write something from my perspective and then be cool with it? Like mm-hmm. once I'm done writing something, I'm, all right, is this? Can I stand by this work? Right. So I think that like having children, like putting somebody to bed, brushing somebody else's teeth, feeding somebody else, you feel what I'm saying? Like and really caring, like having unconditional love for somebody. Once I sit down and write my music, I want to make sure that they understand the truth and what I'm writing. Right. If I die and go tomorrow, I'm proud of them hearing songs I wish you heard. Wow. Right. Or anything that I put out, heaven. Right. Like I want them to be okay with that. I want to be okay with them hearing that. Like, I don't want to be the guy that has to turn his music down if I'm riding with my child. Like, it may be a few cuss words here and there, but, like, you know, that's, that's everything great. that I've written, I have that in mind. Like, I don't want my wife to hear something and feel disrespected. Mm. Like, it's mm. truth in it. Like, hey, man, this song might be about another woman at one point in my life. Yeah. But I can I can say that with integrity. Yes. Right? And I can tell her that. You can own it. Exactly. You, own it. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, that... You know, you'll never hear me, like, talk about something that I feel like I can't stand by. So that's the most important part, I think. I'm sure I've heard a lot of artists. I've had artist friends who's had debates, if you will, or Mm -hmm. heated, I would say heated discussions Mm -hmm. with their significant others when they, 
do tap into the artistry of writing songs about past lovers or past mm-hmm. situations. What has been, I guess, your unique approach to, with your wife and your partner of how that dialogue goes with when, you know, you're you're in the studio, you hear a beat and you're like, yo, I'm thinking about homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm moved. Right. I'm I've moved to moved. think about homegirl yeah. and I'm going to flip the experience. It's going to be authentic. But yeah. so like, and so then when you play in her to reference and she go, ain't that about yeah. how is, you know, <laughs> that's happened that? though. Yeah, like yeah. really though, like that ain't about me. <laughs> you damn right, it's, <laughs> not. it's not. You're right. It's not about you. Right. I think that like, number one, my wife is my nigga first. Mm. Straight up. Perp, like, Straight I can be authentically the artist version of myself because I'm authentically Eric with her. Yes. She knows me. Yes. Like, <clears throat> we can go out to the club and she was like, she bad, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she is. Right? Like, yeah. I, it's, I'm okay. Like, I never have to have that um, feeling of, you know, insecurity around yeah. writing my music. She also knows that I'm a, I feel, you know, about myself, I'm purely an artist. Yeah. So if I feel something, you're doing me a disservice to not allow me to route it, right? I have to get this out of me, right? So if you really do care about me, you're going to let me say what I need to say about this, right? right? Like my feature on Saki's project, apartment 706 ain't about my wife. Mm -hmm. It's not. That's not about her. But when I move to write, I got to let the, you know. And I also believe that when I move to write, because I feel like I'm so connected to my pen, that's God speaking anyways. Yeah. It ain't me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't that good, bro. <laughs> I'm not. Be a vessel. You know? Yeah, Be exactly. Vessel. That's, that's that's what I simply am. So if you don't let me do this, if you don't let me get this out of my system, then it's doing a disservice to me, which then will build resentment, which then will be a disservice to our relationship. Mm. So Wow. The things you learn on the other side of 30, the other side of, <laughs> uh, the other side of, of uh, a ring. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, so... And I and I feel like, <clears throat> you know, if you truly want a strong relationship, you gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta have the honesty. You gotta have the ability to say, like, you know, I'm 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 going to do this. I'm gonna write this. I'm, I'm asking, going to say this. I'm not asking. I have to, right, for the betterment of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this out. Wow. Right. So I think that we've been friends long enough. Not even mm-hmm. like, you know. You can say lovers or yeah, passion, yeah, 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 but yeah. I, I say our friendship is the foundation of our relationship. As We've been friends be. long enough for me to be like, bro, I just wrote this crazy-ass verse. And for her to listen to it, and she'd be like, who is this about? Or not catch something, uh, the simile, a metaphor here, mm-hmm. and she'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa why'd you say this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? And for us to break that down together because... She knows I need to do this. Or if I'm having a hard time writing something, she doesn't give me a hard time about not like putting this toilet seat down. Or some right. Wild shit. <laughs> right. Right. Because I'm in my head about something completely different than a mundane task like putting the toilet seat down. Right, right, right. So, you know, I think that I, number one, I got lucky with the person that I, you know, yeah. God bless me with. But, you know, I think that that in any relationship, that's whatever you do. If you're a fucking banker, you're on Wall Street. You got to be your authentic self yeah. doing whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're not going to be good at it. That's so. a beautiful thing to be in, in step with your partner and like to then be a fan mm-hmm. of the music too. Absolutely. To like when you play references, like, Ooh, run me back that line. Yeah. What you mean? That, that's, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's she like, she definitely, or she'll be like, Oh, I like the beat to that one. Or she'll straight up and I'll be like, uh, that ain't it. That ain't, <laughs> it. That ain't the one, you know, which is just as valuable. Exactly. I, you know, valuable. music is subject, artist subjective, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, 
I really enjoy it when you think this one is good. Yeah. Right? Or my daughter, she'll start dancing. Yeah. Daddy, is that you? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's me. me. That's me. <laughs> so I already got you. I'm validated now. Right, right. I got your validation because you already said. You know, you, yeah, yeah. you acknowledged it. So, yeah. you know, those are the type at this point, bro, that's what I'm looking for. I ain't looking for the know. unsaid. You're looking for the unsaid. Absolutely, mm-hmm. bro. You know, yeah. I, I think that I've reached the place in my life where it's not even about like, oh, this this you know, this 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 uh famous person are they looking for it? Like, bro, I know how good I am at this point. The mm-hmm. ten thousand hours is in the rear view for me. Mm. Mm. So ten thousand hours is in the rear view. Yeah, that's what be writing. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> for me, it's like, can I get my daughter to dance with this like chord progression I play mm-hmm. before I put some drums up there? Like yeah. daily go, right? Is she gonna rock right. with this? Right. Because mm. if I can get this three year old all this innocence to do it, if I can put a couple things here and there, I can get the world to dance right. to this. Mm. This man is he's spitting y'all. <laughs> he's getting into it. I love it. I love it. Speaking of the the validation you mentioned earlier, um, you know, you've been recognized by some pretty big platforms recently. We got new branches, yeah, we got R and B radar, Joe yeah. Budden Podcast, played your man. Oh. Like, how does that feel? Like I you don't strike me as the type to strive for that validation from mm-hmm. these from these platforms and from these famous people, but as you so spoke, but the comments that I've seen from people on twitter mm-hmm. about your music this mm-hmm. is the beautiful most beautiful voice i've ever heard yeah. like all those things like mm-hmm. what, what what's that mean to you at this stage it's cool it's like it's cool mm-hmm. but again like you know i much more value my muses to say it mm-hmm. i think that it's dope especially the joe button one because i was really outside when joe button was that <laughs> guy mm-hmm. like i drove around in my car to move music two and three wow. like i really drove around to him and i know his place in this you know sequential set of music i mm-hmm. know why there is a person really speaking about his emotions and rapping about it because joe button was really the foundation for that yeah we really got that from joe button yeah. in 2008 and nine like i really was like wow and then Drake came with, mm-hmm. you know, with the ability to kind of put it on a humong- a bigger pedestal. He's, yeah, he blew right? the top off. Yeah. He did. But, like, for him to do that, I was like, whoa. Well, however he found it. He's more you, than pump it this, up, yeah. yeah whoever, more than pump it up. Yeah, whoever, <laughs> you know, Ashley is that introduced him to that song. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, so that was a really, really cool thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, I, you know, I'm a church boy. So, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, the... The shouts from the from the congregation, they've been having it my whole life. Because mm-hmm. that's what I look at it as. The social media is just a shout from the congregation. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. you don't know these yeah, people yeah, yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that, you know, you take the time to look at this dude that has no connection to you, right? And say that this thing is good. But, you know, I, I'm trying to make sure that like I, I feel like art is something that's internal, so I search for it. Like, did did it strike you yeah. first? That's like my first thing. Did it strike you? Did this thing you just did, did it strike you? All right, it did. Now let's see if it strikes somebody else. So if I were to do all of this stuff and I didn't feel in touch with it, it didn't, it doesn't matter to me. But, yeah. like, I'm really, really proud of it myself. Yeah. So the, the you know, the people saying, like, oh, man, this is awesome work. That's like icing on the cake. Because yeah. I'm already like, damn, like, you really put the work in. You really have this through line and you finished it mm. and now people are saying something great about it 
I mean, that's I mean, I, I'm happy about it. But who it's, wouldn't want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just icing on the cake. Who wouldn't man. want that? Yeah, it's just icing on the cake. I don't. I'm not. I'm a pretty even keeled guy when it comes to like um, responses to music. Because the song that I think is the one could be some shit mm-hmm. to somebody else, or it could not perform anywhere near the song that I'm like, ugh. Really? Yeah. Like, you like yeah, this yeah, yeah, shit? Yeah. Right. You know? It's like Tyler said in that interview. Yeah. It's reference points. It's exactly. Like, that's yeah. all That's all life is, for points, real. Yeah. Right? What I think is the, the, the stuff, if you're from a completely different region of the world or, like, don't get this language the way that I get it or don't get the words that I put together the way that I do, you may not feel it the way that I do. Straight up. So, you know? Everything is subjective it, at this right. point. And doesn't so, invalidate it for the individual. Exactly. So I, I just really, I'm at the point now, like, for these next four years, like, I tried to make, like, a a, um, a, f- a four- to five-year plan. It's four years. I haven't got to that last one yet, but, like, a four-year plan where I'm knocking out stuff and I'm really doing it for, like, not for the, I'm not, the, the measurable goals aren't for outside interference or outside influence it's just for me right now like make a hundred songs that you like so if i make 10 songs and two of them are two that i like the other eight don't count it's two songs yeah i still got 98 more to go right so like right now that's kind of where i like how how do i get the most out of this for me right now Mm -hmm. right not for those other eight could be hits to somebody else i'm also still continuing to work ethic but these are the two that i like the eight Maybe I can use them for somebody else. Maybe it's a song for get a sing. Exactly. Okay. Get a check. <laughs> for somebody. Listen. Exactly. You know, get it could check. be a sync. It could be uh, a reference track for somebody else. But, like, I'm just trying my best to, like, what is it that you want out of this shit, man? Mm. You. Not, like, anybody. Just what do you want? When did it make sense to you? Um, A year and a half ago. <laughs> That's why I told, like, we were talking earlier. I said I feel like for a black man especially – Life doesn't really, <clears throat> does it, you don't really start to understand or really start to, like, start piecing this shit together until 40, bro. Like, I was 32 trying to, like, it does, is it, does it even make sense? Mm. Right? Like, even if you're super successful in your 20s, you're super successful as a teen, like, developmentally and cognitively, I don't think that I... I I truly understood. I had a daughter at 32, and I still wouldn't say I got it. Like, I truly would not say that I got it on every single morning, like waking up 6 o'clock in the morning, feeding somebody else, and not feeling some, like, sort of like, oh, why do I have to? Goodness gracious. Being grateful for these moments. You're not getting shit out of life unless you are grateful for it. Like, at 32, I was like, man, it's so early in the morning. I was thinking of all of these negative. Everything had a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, dang, man. Like, when is this going to pop for me? When is it going to? Now I'm just like, dang, man, both of my daughters are healthy. Like, that's the first thing. Exactly. Amen. That's the first thing I wake up to. My daughters wake me up. Right, my daughters are healthy. Wow. Right? They're waking up. That's the, Now that's where my mind is. All mm. right? <clears throat> my wife is healthy. Like, I'm healthy. You feel what I'm saying? Like, everything is, I I have the ability. A lot of my friends now, we're at the age where people are dying. Like, literally, like, Let's niggas is it. dying. Let's talk about it. Not, not from, like, you know, gunshots, but, like, not taking care of yourself. I have the ability, if I want to, I can go get on a, go put on my tennis shoes and run down the street. I have that ability, right? I'm, I'm, I'm well enough, 
physically yeah. able to do that. Yeah. Like that's where my mind is. So I think that those like those things, just being grateful for like having the opportunity to do things, just the simple mundane things, is when I started realizing. Now that I'm thinking about this, I know the other stuff's coming. Like I put in the work already. That stuff was already happening. Yeah. But I wasn't grateful for the opportunity to put it in, like mm. put in that work. Now I put in the work, like, damn, man, I got an opportunity to do this, to take the time of day to write this song, or not even write a song, listen to this beat, come up with a cool, couple cool lines that I can use, maybe not, maybe not, right? I know that it's coming because I'm just thankful for that. Wow. You know, that's it. Like, it's that's flowing. literally the difference in my life. Like, and I think that the older people get, especially black men, bro, <clears throat> your your success starts coming in where you're not like hungry. It's like I gotta have it. Mm. It just comes when you when you attract, what you're supposed you to don't do. chase the energy attract, exactly. Don't chase. The energy that you want, as long as you you have it, it's gonna come towards you. I think that like now, I don't have a question of what my next project will do. I don't even question it. Mm. I know how good it is. Mm. That's taken care of. I put in the work. That's taken care of. I know where I want it to go. That's taken care of. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Wow. So wherever it goes, it'll go. <laughs> I I told God where I want it to go. He heard me. Yes. So now it's just there will be the work to put it to where, exactly. where you know I want it to go here. Well, this is the work needed. I'm going to do that work. Exactly. Right? So now, controlling what you can control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of being stressed out about something that's not out yet. Because mm-hmm. that's what I used to do. <laughs> Bro, you know how crazy that if you really sit back and think about how logical it is to stress out about something that has not seen the light of day yet. Yeah, it's illogical. It's not smart. <laughs> it's stressful. It's stupid as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what am I doing? I used to like sit back like, are they going to like it? How do, what the fuck are you worried about that for? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not, not out. out. It's, it's not, not out. It didn't get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's not out, bro. Oh, man. That's funny because like, we have these conversations with our own respective art. Me as a musician, him you know, as a journalist, and him putting out exactly. content. It's just <laughs> Is it, I, 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 literally, like, I'm going to put out something. And it's great to hear somebody say, like, oh, man, yo, this article's crazy. And I right. tell him, like, yo, this, this article was hard, right? Right. But what does Armand think about the article? <laughs> Right, I can tell you that hindsight's hard. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What does Nick think about <laughs> it? Facts. Right, that's like I think that like that is the next step to like truly, truly like upping your game. Mm. You know this shit. You know, like I heard KD say this the other day, and I'm a huge basketball fan. I played, <clears throat> I was solid, but like I love the game. I love basketball the way I love music. I see it the same. Mm. Right. So he said, it's cool if I have a 33 point game. No nine boards, seven assists, but I truly know because my plus nine minus was a minus nine. So I knew I was out there bullshitting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. I was out there bullshitting. Yeah, even though we won and I statistic my statistic my stats looked great, but plus nine when I was on the court, my plus plus minus when I was on the court was a minus nine, yeah. which means I wasn't helping my team tonight. Yeah. Mm. It's the same thing. You can say this shit's great. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is some bullshit yeah. though. That's a super high level sports lesson for y'all. I hope y'all caught that. <laughs> I love yeah. that though. Oh, uh, but yeah, you know, like I, I look at it like that. Like I'm more, I'm so concerned about Eric. Did you really do your best? Mm-hmm. That's that's the way. I think that's how you'll get the you'll get the most out of life if you know you did your best. You execute at your highest level. 
Me right. and my cousin, we were watching um, a while back. Shout out G. We always say shout out G. Every episode. <laughs> shout out G. Um, that's the cousin who went to kick a tent. Oh, so sick. He's a hooper. So we are always. 757, you know what it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're always talking about hoops and, and references, but we were watching uh, Usain Bolt when just there's this compilation on YouTube where it's like he's. It's all three years when he runs gold, 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 all the golds. And it shows all those races. And this point, you know, where he's like. In the head, we were talking. He's like, yo, Usain is a nut, bro. Like, he's out there. Like, he's not seeing left, right. He's racing him. Because there was one, he dusted folks, and he, like, he crossed the line kind of, like, kind of mad. You're like, that's gold, bro. Or, like, or, you know, it was a trial. He's like, dang, I missed the time. He's not, he's Usain running with him. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that goes to your point there. It's just like, you get to a point where it's just like, nah, did Eric move the line today? Exactly. Did I move the line today? Exactly. You should be singing your praise and be like, I didn't move the line. I came up with this bullshit. (laughs) It it happens in the studio all the time. Like, Eric, we need a hook. All right. How you like, oh, this is great. (laughs) <laughs> Nigga, no, it's not. It's terrible, bro. You know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, you know it's bad. And I'm telling myself that, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. But then I submit something, and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, that wasn't your best work. Yeah, mm. that wasn't your best work. How do you find peace in general? What, uh, what are that's, things that's that bring tough. you peace? That's tough. I think that that's hard. I, I don't know yet. Like I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think we talk about like getting to that age forty. That's like my journey okay to find that thing like there are peaceful moments in life but trying to find the like the habit of 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 having peace is kind mm-hmm. of really difficult mm-hmm. right life is stressful mm-hmm. like having two children under 4 years old is very stressful yeah. right they they i find peace in them but the day-to-day task of having two children with no help in New York City, it's very difficult. It's work, mm. right? It's di- very difficult. Even though those are the two most precious gifts I ever have, they're diff- it's just a difficult it's thing to do every day. Um, making music is peaceful, but not finding the words that you want to find at that time is <laughs> that's a different kind of stress. PBR. It's terrible <laughs> having the feeling but not being able to have the words is mm. it's terrible. It's a different type of frustration. Right? Yeah. So, you know, at times there are things that bring me peace that frustrate me, and there's times that that those same things frustrate me and don't bring me peace. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, like, that, you know, the habits. Like, I meditate. Um, going to the gym is one of the things right now that's, like, I can settle in, yeah. right? I'll find it. Um, gospel music. Bro, every day. First thing I listen to every day is gospel. Yeah. That you know, gospel day. music, West Side Gun. Mm. Gives me peace. <laughs> <laughs> a different type. Yeah, West Side Gun. I would say uh, Mac Mac Homie brings me peace. Mm-hmm. Like even though I'm an R and B, I guess I'm R and B. People classify me as R and B, but I don't really listen to a lot of R and B music. Oh, really? Mm. I don't. Okay. I don't. What, so what like, do you listen to West Side Gun. What rap. Else rap. You're rap. Rap music for the pen. Yeah. Because you're absolutely. driven by pen. So when I'm, you first hear a song, you listen to Penn. Absolutely. First. That's okay. why Frank Ocean is my, like, of my, our generation. Frank and Kendrick are, like, my goats. Oh, bet. Because. I always put them together, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, cool. they're my, they're the reference point for me. Okay. Mm. They're, yeah. like, the standard. But it ain't Frank, though. It ain't Kendrick, <laughs> though. It gotta be there, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of where I am. Or, like, when I'm when we're mixing a song, like, there's specific things that I go to listen to. Right. Then I'm like, all right, if it's here, that'll bring me peace. Right. Like, oh, man, I, I just did a song. It's called Hit and Run. Mm-hmm. And then we listen to Rock the Boat right after it. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, the Aaliyah joint. Yep. Because <laughs> that's my reference point for mixing. It's mm-hmm. the most, it's the perfect, it's perfectly mixed. It is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the way that right, song right, is right, sonically. Right. So we did the song, we mixed it, we mastered it, and then we listened to Rock the Boat. And I turned that for everything off. We just turned everything off. And I wrote a J and I just sat there. I was like, by George, you did it. <laughs> you did it. Nigga, you did it. Even though, and I was so proud of, uh, proud of us in the moment. Like, damn, we did that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Now, when we went to go f- do another song, I was stressed out within the next, you feel what I'm saying, like two hours. Mm, yeah. Because we now, we, we, we set a standard. Right. And now we need to make another one of these, right? So... It's just very difficult because it's always like waning back and forth. Yeah. Like this thing could be peaceful, but it could drive you crazy the next second, mm-hmm. right? So I think that like as as I try and find peace, right? Because honestly, before I wasn't like that's not yeah. something that I'm like I'm the type of guy that's like we're gonna work this to the wheels fall off, yeah. and if you we're gonna do it or die trying, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. now I'm starting to understand like there's a difference from being content and settling. Mm, of course right so contentment like, is the state of being the exactly. happiness mm-hmm. right and now, which it seems you found yeah which is why i asked you peace because yeah. those are for me the barometers the joy the peace yeah. and the patience mm-hmm. and so it's like how can i maintain the habit yeah. of trying to hold I'm on learning to, to be content yeah. i wouldn't say that that's something that i found at a consistent rate i'm just learning it i'm yeah. learning it and i'm easy. learning all it's not it's so difficult so like i'm i'm learning that you know this one thing could bring you peace this one thing could bring you frustration how do you learn to self-regulate when it's not bringing you peace mm-hmm. right that's the that's my thing right now yeah. like whatever whatever i'm doing if if i feel like frustrated if i'm shooting if i go outside shoot a little bit at basketball practice if i'm coming off a screen and i just cannot seem to set my feet or get a shot off it doesn't mean I have to. I I get to stop right yeah. there, right? Like that. no coach is going for that. My, at least my coach was. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like in music, I have the opportunity to put my pen down and say, "All right, this isn't working right now. Go take a break." It's actually okay to take a break, and that's like that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. When is a good time to do that? When is a good time to like push through? You like two, you know, two bars away yeah. from. Getting where you want to get at least. Mm -hmm. When is it a good time to keep going? So, like, I just think that that's an ongoing conversation for me. Like, I'm learning the the ability to have peace, learning the ability to be proud of the work that I've done, learning the ability to, like, chill out for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know, so I think, and plus all of that subjective, everybody else can think that, like, oh, this nigga Eric got mad. Peace, I'll go home and be like, bro, you you seem so calm. Like, yeah. I'm at home, though. Y'all niggas ain't doing shit. So, <laughs> of course, compared to you, subjectively, you think that I'm at peace or you think that I'm content or you think I'm doing well, but, but I got so much more to do. And that constant battle in my head is like, all right, bro, it's okay. Where you are right now is okay. Yeah. Right? Take a step back. Yeah. It'll be okay. And yeah. I, I think that that's what I'm learning how to do right now. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, man. So you alluded to the uh, upcoming project a little earlier. Yeah. Um, I heard it. It's uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Man. I ain't heard it yet, but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get, <laughs> yeah, there. I'm gonna get there. But yeah. um, you know, when when we spoke about it, you had a very, you know, elaborate explanation for your mindset or mm-hmm. where you're at. So I kind of just want you to talk to you know the listeners about what this project means to you because you know, I, I think upon hearing it, they're gonna recognize that it's definitely different from 
songs that I wish you heard. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a good difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this project, like, bro, so just like a backstory, during the pandemic, I had to kind of recalibrate what music was made, what, what making music was, mm. right? Am I just going to make songs or am I going to make songs that hit hard or hit home for me, right? And being a kid from Virginia who has experienced some wild shit, um, I wanted to make sure that I took that time to make something that when I go back and I listen to it, I'll say that songs I wish you heard is an is a highlight of what I can do. Mm-hmm. But this project is the highlight of exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. And though that is the separation of it. You will know me as a person after you listen to this next it's project. It's important. Right? Artists, you, please listen. You may say, oh, this dude is talented. He can write when you hear songs I wish you heard. Right? But when you hear this, you'll say, oh, this is where he stands as a human being. As far as like, we're talking about integrity and all of those things, this is where I stand, right? So I think that I took the time to really, really stop, erase predicates that didn't feel right. Mm. Like, literally, this don't fit. This one word doesn't fit. We're going to restart. We're going to make sure that everything sounds exactly the way I want it to. Like, I had somebody else set the track list for songs I wish you heard. Mm. Nobody did anything with this project, though. This was every single thing that I wanted to do. Everything that I thought I wanted to do, it encapsulates me as a kid growing up in a church. It encapsulates the fact that I was the one cousin that wasn't allowed to go outside <clears throat> when niggas was shooting outside or when some shit was about to go down. You got to stay in the house because... You the you the, the ticket up out of here. Yeah, you were yeah, the special one. Exactly. So you got to stay in the crib, mm. or <clears throat> you know, at least stand by the screen door. You can watch, but you're not allowed to go out there. Originally, I'm from Norfolk, and I grew up in a place called Park Place, which is it's not a good place. You know, I, you know I, fortunately, God blessed us enough to move to Virginia Beach, and I got to see a different side of things. But when I was a kid, th- this is like the the. Um, the, the perspective of me. This is the things that I thought. These are the things that I, I've seen. So I think that I made sure to to make it very clear where I stand, not just as a musician, right, but as a human. And mm. Songs I Wish You Heard was my musical talent. I yes. think that this is the um, the clear perspective of how I feel and what I want to say, right? So... That's why I think I'm the most proud. I think it's very, like, intentional. Mm. Like, you're going to know, like, oh, you know, I have a, uh, one, one of my favorite lines on the project is, uh, this is the first, this is the first melody, uh, this is the first melody of the, of the bird that's just been freed from his cage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Things like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, where I'm coming from, right? Like, I think that, you know, living in Virginia and then moving to New York, like I got to see overt racism in Virginia up here is much more covert. Mm-hmm. Backhanded. Right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Microaggressions. Exactly. Yep. You so know, the no look pass, mm. right? The no look. <laughs> the no look racism. My God. <laughs> right. So that's a great way to put that it. Is, um, Factual. This project is is me speaking on all of those things. And um, I, I I've. Like I said before, I, it's very hard for me to be proud of my music, but this project, just 
these songs. I'm feeling it. I can't believe I can't believe I did that. The, that's when you know you've done something. Yeah, exactly. you, you you were at the the constant barrier of your abilities. Yep. That's when you're pushing it like, yo, this sentence is not right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this word exactly. this, it's awkward to say this vowel. Let me try another. Absolutely. One. Because, you know, as artists, you know, when you're making songs, you you can like the whole part song, and then there's that one, like, nagging. Uh, like, uh, that it's got to go. Uh, it's got to go. I, I commend you for taking the time, because naturally, as artists, that's what we want to do. And then we'll have people saying, you're overthinking it. You're overthinking. You're killing mm-hmm. the vibe. You're doing that. But I think at the end of the day, if, if the achievement is peace, because you could put it out, and people may like it. People may not like it. Like but the that. achievement is, I'm at peace with it. Yeah. And I told you this, when I, you know, with my records, I had... Thankfully for enough for me, uh, after my first project, I was like, I was past the, like, people are going to like it, people yep. not. I was past that early. So I'm like, at the end of the day, I just got to be at peace with what I put yep, out. Absolutely. So that's a beautiful place yeah, to be bro. in, man. Yeah, man. I think that um, being okay with a project, like, this is the first time. Like, mm. whatever it does, it does. Because mm-hmm. I'm working on the next one already. already come on. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But like, projects ahead, Yeah, though. but whatever this one does, because I'm so satisfied mm. with it, and I'm so okay with it, right, that. that it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And is that's Air, the first time I felt that way. Is Airpen your government? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was written. Real name, no gimmicks, man. It was, it was <laughs> written. It was said written. it best, bro. It was, oh, wow, I didn't even, wow, it was written. Wow, I didn't even, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, God be doing what he do. Yeah, dog. So, yeah, man, you know. I, I, I never really thought of an artist name, bro, like, most people call me Mark because that's my first name. Mm. Okay. Okay, I didn't know so, Eric, Mark Eric Penn, and I'm a junior, so the, the story is <clears throat> when my mom is screaming, she wanted to make it very clear. My dad is Mark, I'm Eric. Mm. So there's a clear. Yeah. When she yeah. was screaming, it's Eric. That's common, yeah, yeah. When people have, like, <laughs> yeah. juniors, or if you're not going by junior, you yeah. go by your middle name. My, my, yeah. my middle mm-hmm. name. But everybody in my family, I have a huge family, is little so-and-so. So to my family, I'm little Mark. Mm. Got you. You know, but to my mama. Eric. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Eric. That I'm a, here, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm a clear <laughs> Eric. Are you, how many siblings do you have? One little brother. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're the oldest. Yeah, you, definitely. You, you carry a older child mantle. You do. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah, my, if your little brother was as wild as my little brother, <laughs> you have to uh, shout out William, man. He's so. he's, a, he's a special being, man. <laughs> William Pan. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Pan. Yeah, he owns Pennsylvania. He'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I was like, William Penn, I know that name. Yeah, he'll like, tell you that, that That's too. hard. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that I've had to um, carry the older brother man, mantle very well because, you know, I didn't get in trouble in school. William did. <laughs> <laughs> William got kicked out of school, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, so like, <clears throat> we such a like, he's one of the most pure people I know, which it, is why it, I love him. It tends him. to work out that way. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's, a, he's a purist. He is... The epitome of pure. <laughs> that's so dope. He's not going to be anybody but him. They bro. fight for it, and that's why they get in trouble. Exactly. Don't say that shit. He'll at sixth grade. Don't 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 come over here looking at my paper without asking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or some real shit. Like, I'm sorry. That's you said fine. it's a test. You said nobody can look. That goes for you too. <laughs> and then and he, he knows his mother is a teacher too, mm. so he know he can get away with little things because he got. All the tools on his tool belt smart, are man, sharp, right. you right. know, because he grew up with a teacher. If you ask your teacher not to look at your paper, you can do that. Wow. You yeah. told everybody at the beginning of class proactively that nobody <laughs> should be looking at papers. <laughs> so he's going to use that just to be an asshole, though. Right, what you, right. you going to say now? 
Mm. What you gonna say now? You know. So yeah, shout out Will though. So I I'm always interested. Nick and I have extensive R&B discussions. Mm -hmm. You know, the state of R&B these days. Who are the you know who are the people who are restoring the feeling or giving a new feeling? And so I'm always interested in artists' perspectives on the genre Mm. and where it currently is. Um, So how how do you feel about R&B in general? Who, Who are some of your favorites? You know, I, what, I what are it. some things that you would like to see? Maybe if there's anything you feel is lacking, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's strong. I think that um, it's a new wave of of a of a young a bunch of young dudes that are amazing, bro. Dylan Sinclair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart Dog, Conrad, just got hit to him. He's great, amazing. Fabo, amazing. Mm-hmm. I gotta run that back on Fabo. Fabo's mean, good. I ran it's it. It's so queries. You back. got the name so queries. I'm a you already got me. No, you're gonna you're gonna get a a, a benefit of the doubt yeah, run just because yeah, I, I need to hear how slow your queries is. Yeah, and I feel, you know, especially with with Fable, especially the ability to write mm-hmm. is what carries him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's a, in a in a strong place. I just heard JD say this though, and I think that a lot of people are looking for traditional R and B in this in in this genre or where the genre is right now and that's impossible i've never heard it said like this but this is it makes perfect sense jd i mean jermaine dupree just said it there are no real traditional r&b producers or r&b artists mentoring the next group of r&b artists Mm -hmm. so the reason why the sound has no real connection to that is because they don't have any connection to it. Summer did it. What happened? <clears throat> she was writing with with uh, Sean Garrett. Mm-hmm. You got a very, very, some of those songs on Sean the last Garrett project, the very, very traditional. Mm-hmm. Ari went and sat with Jermaine Dupree. She got pressure out of it. Very, mm-hmm. very traditional. That song is hard. It's amazing. Right? Pressure? That song is hard. To the moon. Generational. <laughs> that song is literally that. But I think that like, I'm okay with the the bending of it. Like, do what you want to do with this thing. I, I'm I've always been that mm-hmm. way. Whatever, whatever genre it is, like, mm-hmm. do what you want to do. I think that the more ability to bend it, it just helps the genre to mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's in a great spot. I love I love for I love everybody that does. <laughs> like if you have the balls and audacity to come out here and call this R and B. Yeah, I'm around for it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what it is. Whether I like it or, or not, because I know that a lot of shit is not for me. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that it's bad. Though. Yeah, it's a lot. It's not for me, yeah. right? There's a lot of projects that just because I and I, plus I'm a stickler, bro. I'm a stickler. Like I'm, I used to get off stage and my mom be like, "Oh yeah," I be like, "How I do, mom?" She be like, "Yeah, it's great," but you know, you were flat at the end of that. Mm. So I'm gonna do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of songs. I'm just like, ah, oh, that didn't connect or I didn't feel that. And I am from the generation of what I would consider the golden era of R and B, right? So, uh, confessions like <laughs> I got confessions mm-hmm. when I was in the eighth Coming grade. Yeah. <laughs> Coming That's out. when I got there. I got I got confessions was when, when I was in the eighth grade, bro. So like, it, the one of the most influential developmental stages in my life, I got what many people would consider the greatest R and B album of this generation. Mm-hmm. So. Like it's very difficult for me, you know. We talk about reference points. If yeah. I go listen to your project and then I go listen to Confessions, you know, right. or I go listen to Mary J. J. Blige's "What's the Four One One" and then I go listen to this. Like, 
there, or I go listen to I just want to sing, and then I go listen to this. Ooh, you know, you feel like that's when I grew up listening to R and B, or that's when R and B like it grabbed you. That's when I and I'm and I wouldn't even consider myself an R and B head. I'm just saying, like when I realized, like, oh man, you can do this with this genre. It was music soul child and music and is up here for me. Yeah, he's he's my number them. one. Both of them are just like way up here. He's my number one, right? Because cadence wise, he was able to free herky herky jerky it free, right? Like this, I, I say I use Everything. it. I look at it like basketball. Like he has a very like herky jerky cadence. Mm-hmm. It's not smooth at all. Yeah. He was able to like take it and make it sound like a rap cadence. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those songs were still singing. Sound make it sound immaculate. Still mm-hmm. singing though. So like. Yeah, I think that uh, Lucky Day, we talked to said that Lucky Day, killing shit. He's the one right now. He's killing shit. He's the one. Oh, uh, you know, her of course. And Summer, Lucky's very of course. lucky season too. Yeah, bro. He's an older cat. Yeah, dog. Know? You can tell though. Like, of course. He's not coming out here just dropping anything. He's not coming <laughs> from that and he comes from you can tell he was in the you got to sing. Yeah. You, know, you better you, sing. You have to. Right? It's it's like requisite and that's what I feel right now for me it doesn't draw me to a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? It's not requisite. Like the ability to sing is not requisite. It's not, and it's like people almost like uh, you know in a strange way. You know, I get into bass with people. It's like, well, the song it's just a vibe. It's just this. I'm like, but if we're gonna call it something, and you know, yes, the song is a vibe. Yes, the yeah. song, all that. Yes, but it should be that. Yeah, right. As the, we were talking fir- about back there, the first thing yeah. that we do, it should, should be sound singing. good. Yeah, it should yeah. sound sonically. Good. That yeah. is what right. it's supposed to do. When we're talking about moving the craft <laughs> forward and doing certain things, it's just like. This person's not really singing well, no. truthfully. Like, yes, I'm feeling a lot of emotion. I'm a lot of this, like, but it's not. If we're talking about the craft of singing, and what it's doing for R and B, it's yeah. it's not doing anything. Yeah, for R&B. which is truthfully. what happens when you have to step out on that stage. Right? When you got to step out and actually do this, it's it's very clear to separate who can do that and who can't. Right. So that's why I say, like, do you? Yeah. But eventually, you. Everybody, <clears throat> there comes a time when everybody has to get up, grab this microphone, and sing. Right? There's certain people that don't take the craft seriously. We, we talk about craft all the time. Right? You be listening every you, you talk about craft. Yeah, craft. craft. I'm looking seriously. in the camera. Craft. <laughs> right? Craft. And then that's when you separate yourself. Yeah. Right? We've seen we've seen a bunch of people not being able to step out there and literally that's what you're known for, and not be able to perform that thing. You gotta take the craft serious, and that's also too like what your point you're saying. Like, it's not, the onus is to me is not on the old heads. The onus is not on the old heads to be like, because you know I don't know. I feel like when you love the craft, you go back searching for more craft. Of course. So it's like people I think are just not in love with the craft right now. Well, why would you be? I, I'm real. Tr- okay. In truth, why? <clears throat> I say this from. We're speaking from from a place of love, right? When we did not know. Right, that there was an automatic monetary gain for the love of this thing. Right, that's what we speak from. Mm-hmm. Right, I did this. I I woke up and wrote in my book or wrote poems because I love to. The foundation was writing. Yeah, or being able to knock a run out that Smokey. I heard Smokey North will do. Not because I was Ooh. getting any money from that. <clears throat> now though, why would you do something? Because there is immediate monetary gain from a lot of this stuff if i come out here and i give you one smoking single i can go buy my mama house in six months yeah 
that doesn't necessarily mean you love it. Yeah. Also, we can, we can literally take this in any form, any facet. The reason why basketball players used to love the game is because a rookie contract was not saving you. You had to get on your second to third to really be a wealthy person. Yeah. These dudes on that rookie scale extension, they're going stupid. 150, 160. <laughs> they're going stupid. <clears throat> the reason why Ben Simmons can sit out is because of his rookie max. He can sit out. If this was 20 years ago, he wouldn't be able to do that mm-hmm. because monetary gain changes the reason why you do something. Yeah. Like yeah. The reason why you say, a lot of people say, oh, after he got that money, bro, he won't doing shit else. That money changed him. He, 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 he didn't want to work no more, right? That's a fact. We did things. Like, that was the innocence and purity of our generation. Yeah. I did shit because I truly wanted to do Love that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody in this generation does that. At the end of the day, if I, I know I can go out here and I can go do this thing for three months and blindly walk into a million dollars and you, not do that two years from now. You'd be dumb to not. Mm-hmm. Why would I not? Could, yeah. Right. I've been on this track for 10, 12 years because yeah. I truly and genuinely love to create music. And right. that's the only reason. Right. right? It's somebody that don't love something, not going to do something for 20, 10, 10 to 12, 12 years <laughs> and not see any monetary gain from right. it. So a lot of a lot of things in today's society is based off of, oh, shit, that nigga up. Yes. I'm trying to be up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go do this shit. Everyone got some music. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Oh, yeah, you know, I got, you know I got a little bit. Of, mm. You know I've been working on this. Like Antonio dropped a single, didn't he? Yeah, Antonio Brown. But why not, bro? You famous. Seven streams of income. <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, that's just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, there's To me, in a lot of these situations, there's no right and no wrong, but you do have to know the why. Yeah. There's a why. Whew. The why. You got to know the why for a lot of this stuff. That's the, <laughs> I don't know where that leaves us. But bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's very true. But without, you know. For 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 sake of not dragging dragging this out for another two hours, you know, yeah, because I, I can go into a yeah. whirlwind of things. Just, yeah. just yeah, bro. But no, I think that's a great point to to kind of wrap it on that. Yeah, is, yeah. It, it, the why, the your why, it goes back. Everything yeah. goes back to your why. Your why might be different than mine. Yeah, this young man's might be different. This young lady's might be different. Don't mean that she wrong for doing it. Don't mean yeah, that he wrong it's for just doing it. The why. That's why you're doing it's it. Just the why. And I'm cool with it. I like it and I love it as long as you do too, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do what you got to do, man. But I know why I'm doing it. So straight up, that's all that matters. Straight up, uh-huh. Eric Penn, y'all. Eric, Eric fucking Penn. Penn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you. Of course, thank you man. so much. I had, a, I had a great time for pulling up. Um, you all have a treat coming. Huge. He performed singing sand for y'all. And the the sand was sinking. <laughs> ah, go ahead, the bro. sand was sinking. So we're going to let y'all get into his in-studio performance of Singing Sand. But make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell a friend to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow Eric Penn on social media. Check out the music. Enough. Sinking Sand. Heaven. He, he, he got more. And yeah, there's man. more coming. Check it. All there's right. more coming.